episode of the Defaba podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lillian K. Rubo, a pediatrician and behavior enthusiast. And we are on a season that talks about the causes of disability. As we know, disability is one of the leading causes of changes in childhood behavior and development. And so it's important to understand uh, the reasons or the causes of some of the disabilities that we see in children. And we have had a nice series on some of the causes if you have missed any of them please go back you'll find them in our uh, in our podcast links and today we are talking about the role of the environment and the role of stimulation in either causing or preventing disabilities the environment that children are exposed to can lead to disabilities or behavioral challenges environment refers to the home the school the play area and the people or the things within the environment Here are a few examples. Children raised in homes where emotional disabilities are present that can result in violence leads to children who are abused or children who are tortured mentally or emotionally. And it's not surprising when the same children display the same type of emotional disabilities that they saw in their parents. So if a child grew up in a home where a parent could not address conflict, or could not deal with conflict appropriately and perhaps resorted to violence or resorted to emotional abuse of their partner, it is often uh, that we see a child having that same difficulty even when they grow up. So a child who grew up seeing uh, their dad hitting their mom or their mom hitting their dad is most likely also going to assault their own spouse when they grow up because what they see or what they have been exposed to that is not dealt with, is not addressed, is not treated, then that becomes their default response mechanism, even when they grow up. And they may be blind to it, which means that they may not be aware that their default response is the same response that they saw in their own home. Another example is uh, children who grow up with parents who have mental disabilities. There are parents who have mental disabilities, parents who are dealing with debilitating anxiety, there are parents who are dealing with depression or parents who are dealing with schizophrenia, even as they raise their children. And so it is not surprising when you see some children having either emotional or mental disabilities because part of their growth, part of their development was either missed or was not addressed because their parents was dealing with their own mental challenges. Children who are raised in homes that are not stimulating development. There are homes uh, that are, you know, quote unquote, prison-like, you know, children who are locked in their house. There's no sunshine. There is no light. There is no human interaction. There are no toys to play with. There are no books to read. There are no instruments to play. Nobody comes to visit. So literally, they're like in a cage. Children who grew up in such environments uh, end up having social and emotional disabilities. They have challenges uh, making friends. They may have challenges having relationships. They may have challenges when they become parents themselves. And these are disabilities that may not be visible to the naked eye, but they crop up every time this child may try to have a relationship with somebody else. Children who are raised in a very authoritarian or permissive or nonchalant parenting style may show limitations when it comes to self-control or emotional regulation. So uh, as parents or as teachers and guardians, we are advised to uh, not have an authoritarian um, or a dictating type of parenting style 
or alternatively a permissive parenting style or a non-caring parenting style because this can lead to emotional and social disability in our children when it comes to their own um, intuitive self-control. Children who are raised in orphanages with limited human interactions show limited emotional and social behavior. So these are just some of the examples of some uh, disabilities that may not be physical, but they may be emotional or mental or social. Remember, all these disabilities are important and there's no disability that is more, uh, more severe than the other. It's just that some disabilities are more obvious to the naked eye or they cause a bigger consequence. But even disabilities in how a child can communicate, a disability in how a child can relate to others, how a child can show empathy, how a child can collaborate with others and form teamwork, how a child can restrain themselves and defer pleasure. These are all important disabilities that need to be dealt with. And majority of these disabilities arise from the environment or the home that the child grew up in. There is hope though. There are a few ways to improve the environmental situation or the environmental stimulation that a child is exposed to as they grow. And these are some of the ways. Carers of children should be happy, they should be mentally well, and they should have sound judgment. I know children cannot pick their parents and children cannot pick the homes that they find themselves in. And children may not even be able to pick the schools or the institutions that they find themselves in. It's important if we are in a position to determine who is going to work in a particular school or a particular home or a particular daycare, that part of their qualifications as we are assessing their education status and their experience level, that we should assess their mental well-being, we should assess whether they are happy or not, and we should assess whether they have sound judgment. We should assess how they react to triggers, how they react to stimuli, how they react to children who may throw a tantrum, for example, before we allow them to interact with our children. These uh, carers or guardians should also be good behavioral role models so that they can influence the children to have behaviors that are appropriate for the society that they find themselves in. We should substitute authoritarian parenting style with authoritative parenting style, and there is a difference between those two. The authoritarian parenting style is the parenting style that dictates everything that the child should do, including what they feel, including what they eat, including they don't have a say, they don't have feedback, they don't have, uh, we don't have, give them room to discuss why it is that we would like them to uh, behave or to act in a certain manner. However, the authoritative uh, parenting style allows children to give feedback, allows discussion to take place, allows uh, questions to be raised, but at the end of the day, the parent still maintains the authority of saying what needs to be done and uh, what, what the child needs to, uh, to grow in. So it's, we are advised as parents or guardians or teachers to adopt an authoritative parenting style as opposed to an authoritarian parenting style. Children home, children's homes or children's institutions and schools should be supplied with developmental tools such as toys, books, crayons, papers, and many other ways that children can express themselves and that the children can use to develop themselves both physically, emotionally, and socially. Children should be allowed to interact with other adults and other children. It is important for humans to interact with one another. It is not good for a human being to be isolated, which means it is not good for a child to be isolated. 
Interaction with other human beings leads to social and emotional development. And as parents, it is our role to decide who the other people are going to be in a child's life. Perhaps you have standards and regulations on what you would like your child to be exposed to, which is all right, and which is actually advised. However, it is important that you find people who are of like mind, people who share your values, people who share your ethics, people who share your view of life, and have your child surrounded by the same people that you approve of. Carers with emotional or mental challenges should be identified and they should be given the necessary support. Some of the parents and carers and teachers that are exposed to children may have mental or social disabilities, but it may be beyond their control. So it is our role to pick them out and to give them the necessary support if it's in terms of therapy, if it's in addiction counseling, if it's in grief counseling or any other type of emotional support that they require. Thank you so much for joining us this season as we have discussed the causes of disability. Please remember to type in your questions, your comments, your additions, your subtractions in the, in the chat box below or reach out to us on our website, our email address or on our social media handles, which I will put down in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me this season. I hope you've learned something and I hope you've shared the knowledge with somebody who you feel might benefit. We shall be back for another season and for another series of discussions. And I will let you know at the appropriate time. Till next time.